Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Childless Not By Choice. Before we get started, I would like to thank my sponsors and my supporters. First, I would like to thank Morgan Air Conditioning, Sales, Service, and Installation, serving Tampa, Florida, and the surrounding areas. Morgan Air can be reached by calling 813-500-7765. That's 813-500-7765. Thank you, Morgan Air, for recognizing the vision of Childless Not By Choice and being a part of it and thank you for all your work in the community. Next, I would like to thank Alba Digital Media for creating my website, www.childlessnotbychoice.net, and for producing this podcast. To contact Alba Digital Media for your web building and podcast production needs, visit www.albadigitalmedia.com. That's www.albadigitalmedia.com. Thank you, Alba Digital Media, for making me look good and sound good. Finally, I would like to thank Devoted, the musical duo who created my theme music. Thank you, Devoted, for your beautiful music and your awesome talent. To contact Devoted for your music needs, email devotedministries at gmail.com. That's devotedministries at gmail.com. And if you would like to become a one-time or ongoing sponsor of Childless Not By Choice, please contact me at Savilla at SavillaMorgan.com. That's Savilla at SavillaMorgan.com. Thank you so much for listening, and now on to the show. Well, hello everyone, Savilla Morgan here. Welcome back to Childless Not By Choice where my mission is to recognize and speak to the broken hearts of childless, not-by-choice women and men around the world. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we could not, did not, have the children we so wanted. Please remember to tell your friends about the show, share the episodes to your social media followers. I would really appreciate that, and I thank you to those who are already doing that. I appreciate it. Thank you to the Facebook um, for the Facebook reshares and for those on Twitter who are retweeting. It is truly appreciated. Thank you so very much. Well, today I have a special guest and I am so excited. You know how some people come into your life and you're just so happy they exist? That's how I feel about this special young lady. She is just beautiful inside and out. So let me tell you more about her before we get started. Valerie Zollinger is a certified professional speaker, best-selling author, and leader. Her unique blend of passion, authenticity, and extensive understanding of human behavior results in enlightening and engaging presentations for audiences. She is known as the light giver. For her great strength, compassion, and desire to spread a message of hope in the face of any challenge or adversity. Valerie received her bachelor's and master's degrees in social work from the University of Central Florida. She has 10 years of experience working with people from diverse backgrounds in various settings, including mental health, hospitals, and dialysis clinics. 
She has helped thousands of people make positive changes in their lives. Valerie prides herself on being a loving and accepting person. She has had a passion for writing and for helping others since she was a child. Valerie is a successful business owner with Arbonne International, and she is a team leader. She is the president of the Board for the Bereaved Survivors of Homicide, Incorporated, and a member of the Junior League of Greater Orlando. Her vision is a world where all people know and understand that a healthy, powerful body leads to a healthy, powerful life. Valerie's mission is to inspire others to make the changes necessary in their lives to step into greatness. Hi, Valerie. How are you doing today? Hi, Sevilla. I'm awesome. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's so great to be able to sit down and talk with you today. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. and I'm sure the listeners appreciate it as well. It's my pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get started. Um, you have done this talk several times, and by this talk, I mean the five Fs, and we're going to get into that um, shortly. Um, I'm honored that you're sharing this information with us today. Um, I just know that the Childless Not By Choice community will gain help and healing just by hearing your story and by listening as you explain the five Fs to us and how we can use them in our moments of crisis. I know that I, I totally enjoyed when I first heard um, you give this this speaking or the speech. So let's get started. You tell us which one is first of the five Fs. The five Fs, by the way, are finance, faith, forgiveness, family and friends, and fitness. So um, get, let's get started with whatever the first one is on your list. Okay, awesome. And um, before we jump into that, I do want to share a little bit about how I came up with these five things, if that's okay. okay. Most definitely. Okay, awesome. Um, so, you know, as you mentioned, um, my background is in clinical social work. And I love that work because I got to really support people and becoming their best selves. And I did it for about 10 years. In 2013, my husband and I got married. And for those of you who are tuning in, you don't know me, obviously. So I want to share that I'm doing really well in my life. And I actually call these five things the five to thrive because I don't see myself just as, as a survivor, but as someone who's thriving in every aspect of my life. And as I go through the five, you'll kind of understand what I mean by that. So. I was working in a dialysis clinic in 2013, and April 6th, my husband and I got married, and it was a beautiful, perfect day, and um, we were so excited, and our whole family was there, and then we went on our honeymoon, and three weeks later, I returned to work at the dialysis clinic, and I was going around doing my rounds, and I was speaking with a client about getting a kidney transplant. And I remember my um, secretary coming over to me and saying, Valerie, your husband is here. I guess he just couldn't stay away from you. <laughs> and I thought, 
that's crazy. We were just together for three weeks and, you know, he's an engineer and he doesn't really do spontaneous things. So I was shocked that he was there. And as he approached me, um, I noticed that he had this look of just absolute shock and dread in his eyes. Mm -hmm. And I'd never seen him like that before. And I was, I was really just, um, thrown off by it. He's, he's very even tempered and I really didn't know what was going on. So I put my things down and and went out to the lobby and he grabbed my hands and he said to me, I'm so sorry, sweetie, to tell you this, but your parents are gone. And I thought, what do you mean they're gone? Like they don't, you know, they didn't have any trips planned. Um, There wasn't anything, you know, that I knew of that they were planning to do. I I really didn't understand what he was saying. And he said, there's no easy way to tell you this, but they were killed in a home invasion. Mm. That's tough. Every time I hear it, I just, I, I can't even imagine. I cannot imagine. And I know that there are listeners from around the world, um, and I know that there are different types of crime for different parts of the world. But here in the U.S., in, in many parts of the U.S., we seem to just have this home inve- invasion issue where people will literally go into somebody's home and just invade the home. And in many cases, unfortunately, they will murder the people that are there, that they meet there. And so that's what Valerie's talking about. Right. And, you know, of course... Most people who I talked to, this was only uh, about four years ago, and Mm -hmm. uh, most people say, you know, how can you talk about this? And it's only been four years. And and one thing that I'll share is that we are a very close family, and so my my family lived not far from me, and we did everything together, you know, holidays Mm -hmm. and um, birthdays and things like that. So. We were an extremely close family. And so for me to be able to stand and talk about this, people are like, how can you do that? And that's where I really um, came up with this five to thrive because I wanted a way to show people how I got through it and also Mm -hmm. how they can get through things when life events happen that try to take you out of the game. Right. So I was looking for a way that I could share that. And that's what I came up with was this five to thrive, just in looking back over, okay, what did I do? And actually, I believe in divine guidance. And I believe I was being, you know, divinely led to have some of these things in place. So that no matter what happened, um, I would be able to thrive and and continue to carry out my mission to help other people to be the best versions of themselves. Um, Mm. So that's, you know, the background on how I came up with that. And the first one that I like to start with is forgiveness. And in my Mm. world of bereaved survivors of homicide, and, and most likely in the world that you're in as well, and I will mention too, um, my husband and I have, you know, been married for four years now, and we have not had children. And 
And that is something that is, you know, is difficult. And and the reason for that mainly is because I had always pictured my parents being the grandparents. And now we don't have that option. So it's something that I can relate to with the listeners, um, you know, that there feels like there's a void there. Um, So Mm -hmm. forgiveness is something that I think is hard for anyone who's experienced a loss or anyone who, you know, faces major life challenges. And um, in my world, like I said, of, you know, bereaved survivors of homicide, forgiveness is almost a four letter word, (laughs) you know, Um, people don't like to talk about it. And so what I'll share with you is um, actually from my best selling book, um, Journey to the Stage. And uh, I talk about my experience with someone. His name is Keith Kotner. And he is the founder of a community called Mentor Fish. And just a, another little bit of information, my um, after losing my parents, I never went back to work full time in social work. I started my own business with a health and wellness company called Arbon. And um, part of what we do is personal growth and development. And we're very close, like a family, and we support each other very much. So my mentor recommended that I go to this event called The Exchange. And I went to the event and Keith Kotner was the person who was putting this event on. And Mm -hmm. I quickly realized that this was not just about, you know, oh, fun, you know, Arbonne things or whatever. This was really about (laughs) personal development And I really didn't know what I had signed up for, but it's probably a good thing I didn't know because I may not have jumped in um, so soon. So he talked about forgiveness and I really, I wanted to leave. I, I, but something in my heart kept saying, you need to stay and hear this. So the second day he asked for people to come forward and share their experience of the first day. And what he said was, if in your heart you're saying, I want to share, but you're usually the last one to get up. I want you to be the first up. And I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> he's calling me out. <laughs> so um, so I felt like he was talking directly to me. And I just, I jumped out of my chair. I don't know what possessed me to do it. And I got up in front of this room. And this was the first time other than getting up to do the eulogy at the funerals, this was the first time I really shared what had happened to me and to my family. So I got up in front of the room and I said, you know, this is what happened. And I was shaking and I was sobbing. And this was maybe six months after the loss. And so it was very fresh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he said, you know, after I share my story, And there's no one still to really put this on because no arrest has been made. Mm -hmm. And and so Mm -hmm. really, we didn't have a person to, to put it with. But he looked at me and he said, does the person or people who did this to your parents deserve forgiveness? And I said, well, no, of course not. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, you're right. But do you deserve the freedom that comes from forgiving? 
And I was like, well, yes. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> if you stay in unforgiveness, then three people were shot that day, not two. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. So from that moment, I really began to go to work on forgiveness and remembering and knowing that forgiveness is not about them. And unforgiveness is really like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. So that's where I came up with forgiveness. So I just encourage people to consider it. And forgiveness can be for, um, you know, for someone else to forgive them for something they've done, or it could even be for ourselves, you know, forgiving ourselves for maybe mistakes that we've made in the past or perceived mistakes of the past or things that we've done. And I just encourage everyone who's listening to consider it because there is freedom that comes with forgiving. I was just thinking, I was just thinking that same thing about self forgiveness, you know, just a lot of times the childless, not by choice woman is not forgiving of herself because she wonders what did she do wrong? Whether physically, even if, if something did happen physically in her life um, that she now regrets or just wondering, you know, why me? Um, I think I think forgiving ourselves for not being able to bear the children, whether it's because it's something physical or um, out of life circumstances, whatever the reason is that we're childless, we need to look at forgiving ourselves absolutely. for that. So that's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So the second one is um, family and friends. And this, I mean, support. So surrounding yourself with people Mm -hmm. who are supportive, you know, family and friends, yes, but there are also many other um, communities, many other people who we can go to for support. For example, this community that you've created, Sevilla, for people who are childless, not by choice is a great place to get support and guidance and connect, you know, connection. Because for me, I was in a a world all of a sudden where I felt like a weirdo. (laughs) I felt Uh like the only one who had ever been through something like this. So it was so important to find a community where I didn't feel so alone. And even though every experience Mm -hmm. is different, we can find commonalities that can lead to connections and support. So for me, it was, you know, the bereaved survivors of homicide um, of Orlando, because we have a group here that people can come who have, you know, experienced this similar situation with, you know, family members or loved ones. And for your listeners, like I said, it's this community. And there are also other people, you know, going to therapy. I am a a therapist by background and training. And I believe in the power of getting support, you know, whether it's traditional therapy or even all kinds of different healing methods, Um, you know, heart-centered people, you know, connecting with heart-centered people even things like um, acupuncture, massage therapy, just different things that you can do to get support in every right. aspect. 
and spending time with people who are positive and uplifting. I know for me on social media, the first, you know, thing that will get you unfollowed or unfriended is being (laughs) negative and, you know, and hurtful saying anything, you know, hurtful or negative will get you unfriended in a minute. Um, So, you know, surrounding yourself (laughs) with positive and uplifting people. And honestly, go ahead. I was just going to say that that's so important. And um, it's one of the reasons that actually I gravitated towards my business with Arbonne, um, which for those of you who don't know about it, it's a network marketing company. And what I love about our company and our team is that the people are so positive and they're always looking forward. And isn't it wonderful to work with people who focus on what's good? Definitely. And that's what I was going to say is um, even in my my Facebook group, I stress the fact that we must be positive. Being childless, not by choice, being abused verbally, emotionally, um, sometimes even physically because we cannot have children or did not have children um, happens. It happens around the world. But I, I stress in my group that we've got to have um, a positive attitude towards our situation. And so the women in my group, my admins especially, they know that we cannot go negative. There's no space for negativity in the group and on the platform as a, as a whole. And and same for me when it comes to social media. You will get blocked or unfollowed if you come in with <laughs> yeah. any negativity because... I just I want I stress being surrounded by and with people who are positive. That's a big stress um, stress or or stressor for me. I don't know if I'm using the right word, but that's a big thing for me. Be positive because we have enough negativity in our lives on a daily basis. There are enough things happening to us and to people around us. We don't need right. to add to that. We need to be light. So yeah, I totally agree with that. Wonderful. Yeah. So, so the next one is fitness and get physical, be Mm -hmm. active. And here in the, the United States, and even I think in the UK, there's this whole craze around like CrossFit and American Ninja Warrior. Mm -hmm. When I say fitness, I'm not talking about that. (laughs) I'm talking Mm -hmm. about just get out and 20 minutes a day, just be physical, just go for a walk, you know, um, be in nature and just do something active because our physical health is so closely tied to our mental health. And it's so important to stay right. in motion. And, you know, we, we know that an object that, you know, stays in, in, you know, is in motion, stays in motion. So you just get moving. And even on those days, there were days where after my parents were killed, where I, it was all I could do to just go out in my yard. And I would just take my little dog and I would go outside And I would walk around the yard because I knew that it was so important, number one, to get the fresh air, but also to keep moving around, you know, because once you get Mm -hmm. kind of stuck um, in, in not moving, then it's more challenging to get yourself out of that. So like I said, just, you know, be active, 
And it doesn't have to be anything extreme, just do something that's moderate. And also along with fitness, you know, fitness of the body, uh, you know, along with activity is also consuming foods that nourish your body. So foods that help um, to heal our body. And the more consistently that you do this, the fewer ailments you'll suffer. And I know from my mental health background that the food that we consume is also closely tied to our emotional well-being. So I don't remember if we talked about this before um, this interview, but this year I've been interviewing people on food and fitness. This year, I, I said at the very beginning of 2017 that I wanted to concentrate on proper food and, and proper fitness. And so this is tying, all of this is tying right in with everything that, um, oh my <laughs> gosh, it's just amazing how everything so far is just really just like coming together. This is just awesome. Um, some of the listeners know that I interviewed a bodybuilder slash fitness coach a few um, episodes ago. He's right in the Orlando area as well. And um, I've had other interviews. I've talked about food. I've talked about natural foods. And he actually mentioned that um, some of the other countries outside, some you know, some of the other countries around yeah. the world, they eat better than we do here in America. And so I know that kind of like probably hit us a certain way, America and the Western world. But he's <laughs> right. He said, you know, we we think it's such a big deal to go get a um, grass-fed piece of meat or um, free-range chicken when a lot of these uh, people in other countries, that's what they eat on a regular basis. We have to pay extra for it. So it's just amazing that you're tying that in as well, that proper eating and exercise are really and truly important for our mental health. It totally is. Our mental and emotional well-being is so tied to that. And I just love when a plan comes together and you don't even know that it's going to happen. That's always so wonderful. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So, so for sure. And, and what's interesting is, um, you know, here in the U S our food has changed more in the last hundred years than it did in the previous thousand years. Mm. So that's why it's important for us to look for foods that, look like they came from nature, you right. know, we, things that are in their natural forms and not processed. And, um, one of the things that I do through my, my Arbon business, and one of the reasons I was attracted to it as well was because we have a 30 days to healthy living program. And I coach people on how to do this, how to eat for well-being, And yes, you know, a lot of people are looking for weight loss and weight loss does happen, but it's a byproduct of the getting healthy process. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love it. That's why I'm so passionate about that. And, um, if you're just so, so the listeners know, um, you know, I do business with Arbonne in, um, seven countries. So the Mm U S the UK, Canada, Australia, Poland, New Zealand, and Taiwan. And then we'll be an opening in Germany next year. So um, for those of you who are in those countries, if that's something that you want support around, that is something that I do. And awesome. I, yeah, I just love it. That's my favorite. One of my favorite aspects of my business is really coaching people through that because while I'm not a doctor and I can't claim to cure anything, I have these wonderful 
clients that have amazing results. Like I had a client just three months ago that was diagnosed with type two diabetes, did our 30 days to healthy living program. And at the end of it, no longer had type two diabetes. Mm, Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. What you put in your body makes a difference. It sure does. (laughs) No way around it. It does. Absolutely. Okay. So what's the next one on the list? Okay. So the next one is finances and having a background in social work, finance was not really something I knew a lot about, although Mm. I did quite often have clients that had challenges around their finances. And one of the things that I learned very quickly with my loss is that even though I actually did have a long-term disability plan because of my background, I knew that unexpected things could happen. It's extremely difficult to make a claim for emotional or mental health Mm. with any insurance plan. Amazing. Yes. And you have to fight for it, Sevilla. That mm. and, and, you know, the listeners that are listening in, you have to fight for it. Some of you may know this from going through it. And when you're in that fragile place, fighting for money through your insurance is the absolute last thing that you want to be doing. Right. So it's very difficult. And so what I encourage people to do to prepare for facing challenges is to really get involved with something that provides you with some kind of passive or residual income, which means something that's in place that you get paid for, whether or not you're actually involved in doing it at the moment. So Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, exchanging time for money, which is what many of us do, you know, here in the US and, and many other countries, coming up with something that actually pays you, even if you can't focus on it. So It could be, you know, investing in real estate. It could be coming up with, um, you know, a program. Maybe you have an area of expertise and you could come up with a webinar series that you could sell. And maybe you have a passion for writing uh, like myself. You could write a book or an ebook, and then you could sell that um, online. So there are a lot of different ways that people can get paid, you know, those who are younger, uh, maybe Mm -hmm. they're into technology and want to come up with an app, you know, so that every time someone purchases your app, you get a little something. So it's just really Mm -hmm. thinking about what are my skills? What do I enjoy doing? What, you know, and what can I uh, monetize? You know, what can I make money on? And what, you know, what could it be that could be something that would pay me even if there were times when, maybe I didn't feel well enough to put a lot of effort in. And here we go again, because quite a few episodes ago, well, I've interviewed her twice, but I interviewed a um, certified financial planner. Um, We're actually friends as well because, and um, former coworkers, because we worked together at a large um, uh, brokerage firm here in the U.S., And what many of you probably don't know is that it seems like a million lifetimes ago, but I worked for this particular firm for 11 years, and the last seven of those 11 years, I was a stockbroker. So financial services is in my background. (laughs) So here we go again with, you know, just being being on point with 
everything that you're talking about today because I interviewed this young lady and I'll probably just put the link in the show notes here as well. But I interviewed her twice and we talked about finances for women around the world because again, I know a lot of us are living in different circumstances in different countries and different cultures. And so some of us may be able to invest in land and property, but some of us may have to um, work uh, in a different way, maybe as Valerie mentioned, even making something with our hands and making residual income off of that. But I know that you're going to also discuss how Arbon can help in that aspect. But financial um, financial stability, as best as you can do it, wherever you are in the world, is the best thing. Look, looking ahead and thinking ahead is the key to financial stability. And so definitely um, what Valerie's saying is so important. And I know that not everybody's making the same amount of money. Nobody, not everybody has the same income, but just having something put aside somewhere, hidden away somewhere, you know, for emergency, looking ahead, there's nothing, there's nothing like it in the world. So yes, Valerie, sorry I had to interrupt, but I'm like, wait a minute, we talked about finance previously too. (laughs) No, that's perfect. (laughs) And how important it is. It's really important. Yeah, it's such an important thing. And and like I said, you know, I I knew a little bit about that because of my career. And oftentimes what what people I was working with were facing Mm -hmm. were um, you know, the loss of their health or the loss of a job, you know, the economy collapsed here in the United States um, in 2009. So many people were, you know, out of a job suddenly. And so these are things that, you know, even if they're not difficult things, things can happen Mm -hmm. that kind of take you out of your working situation. So as you said, having an emergency fund is so important. And one of the ways that I have you know, decided to be able to provide for my family in the event that we have some unexpected thing happen is to grow my Arbon business. And um, it is, like I said, it's a network marketing company. Um, Some of your listeners may know what that means, but basically I do this work where I teach people how to live a healthy life and I support them with products that do that. And then I also teach and train a team of people who do the same thing. So by teaching and training a team of people who do the same thing that I do, um, for example, last June, my mother-in-law passed away and she had been sick for a long time. So it's a different type of loss, um, but still, you know, a loss. Mm -hmm. And I was able to really travel with my husband and take care of family business. And my business was still growing because I had uh, a team of people who were working with me that I, you know, had trained. So it's a blessing to be able to have something like that. And for those people who are considering something like network marketing, um, which in my previous life, I knew nothing about, but um, a few, you know, tips on how to find a good company would be finding a company that offers a variety of products that are consumable. This way you build a client base that shops with you again and again. And also you can reach a variety of people with different needs and, um, you know, different requirements. Um, Also not joining a brand new company is really important. 
Uh, there are a lot of these types of companies that pop up um, here and there. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to get with one that is established and has been established for more than five years. Also looking for a company that's not completely globalized because there is a lot more opportunity for growth mm-hmm. and um, and, uh, and expansion. So those are just a few tips. If that's something that you're considering, um, and I have learned a lot about this industry, I'm passionate about it because it is a way to help people um, from all different backgrounds. It doesn't matter their um, education. It doesn't matter their training. It doesn't matter their situation. As long as the you know company is operating in obviously the country that they're right. in, they can they can do this for a very low you know investment for a potentially very large payoff. Um, so that's you know another way in addition to the the other ways that I mentioned before. That's good information. I never even thought about that, but that that makes absolute sense. Um, Not to get into something that's too saturated or something that's not proven. And so, yeah, that's that's very good information, actually. And so Arbonne just being in seven countries so far, definitely not too saturated. And um, I know that we've talked about it before that you're doing really well with it. So it's something that the listeners can definitely check into. And um, speaking of that, before we get to the next F, um, Valerie's information, contact information is in the show notes. And um, we'll have her um, verbalize that information shortly, but her information will be in the show notes as well. Perfect. Thank you. No problem. What's the next F on the list? Yeah, so the next one and the last one Mm -hmm. is faith. And I kind of feel like I bring it full circle because for me, forgiveness and faith are very tied. Mm -hmm. Um, My grandmother actually growing up, she would say, um, she taught me the Our Father prayer. Mm -hmm. And part of it is, you know, that you can't really expect forgiveness if you're not willing to forgive. And so she would say to me, you know, you can't say this prayer if you're not willing to forgive. So I think that's where it all started Mm -hmm. um, for me. And I know we have people that are probably from all different faith backgrounds. Um, So what I want to say about it is that whatever your higher power is, or even if it's a faith in your ability to do well, no matter what you face, that's what I'm referring to when I say faith. So for me, faith is going to church and praying. And for you, it might be meditation, yoga, time in nature, whatever you do to feel connected to something bigger than yourself. Okay. I have relied very heavily on my faith as opposed to living in fear, Mm -hmm. because I believe that where there is faith, fear cannot exist. And it has made such a difference in how I function and also how well I've recovered from my loss. I remember you saying that when the, the first time I heard you give this um, speaking and you, you, you mentioned that um, where there is faith, there, there cannot be fear. And that is so, it's such a word of encouragement. And I don't know if I ever told you that, but just hearing that, it, because sometimes we can become fearful when we hear stories like what happened to your parents or just, you know, watching the news which I try not to do. Um, I know. I highly recommend not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I want to hear something nationally, like, 
you know, maybe CNN or uh, MSN or something. And but then I don't keep it on there for it to repeat 24 hours. You know, just re- just hearing that stuff on repeat can really get into you, into your soul and into your psyche. And people listen and you can always tell the people that listen to that stuff 24 seven. That's all they talk about. And then they become negative, and then you have to unfriend them on social media. So <laughs> the it's best not thing, good. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, really, find something else to do, like going on that twenty-minute nature walk, or you know, thinking of some great recipes and spending as much time as you can. Um, recipes for great um, food, I should say, and spending as much time as you can with your family and friends, because we don't know what tomorrow holds. That's what we should be doing and not sitting in front of the TV and sitting in fear and allowing this stuff to get into our minds and our spirit and um, just having faith. And for me, it's God as well as a Christian, but having faith that he knows what he's doing when things do really look crazy around you and crazy things are happening. Just, you know, just being reminded to be faithful and not fearful is just such an awesome reminder. So I really appreciated hearing that as well. So um, in wrapping up here, is there anything else that you would like to say to the listeners? Or I'm sorry, I don't even know if you finished with the faith aspect. I apologize. (laughs) No, that's okay. I think it's really, for me, that one is very straightforward. Mm -hmm. That's really what I wanted to share. And so, and I appreciate you reiterating, um, you know, the point, because I, I do think it's so important to feel connected to something bigger than yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know, um, there were times where I felt very confused Mm -hmm. and very lost. And if I went back to faith, I felt more complete. I felt more whole Mm -hmm. and more grounded. So that's really such an important aspect in my life. It's a cornerstone of my life. Definitely. And I don't know, Um, And maybe we can come back another time and talk about this too. But I know for me, as I um, went through the journey of realizing that I would not have children, um, I was, my mom didn't, (laughs) she begged me not to be angry at God or to be mad at God. But I, I have to ask you if you ever felt upset at God or asked why he allowed if you know even if you felt like he allowed this to happen or did you ever question him and how did you deal with that that's such a great question and I I mean truly it is I get asked that a lot and Mm -hmm. because I think that's one of the first things people think about is did you get angry at Mm -hmm. God over this and I have to say that I was never angry at God now I did question why Mm -hmm. I, at first I did say, you know, why did this happen? And what I felt in my spirit and my heart and my soul was that this action was not of God. Mm -hmm. This was of the world and this was something different. So while they were taken, um, because of something of this world, Mm -hmm. God was there to take them home. And that's the message mm-hmm. that I received in my spirit and my heart. And when I, what I found was asking why wasn't really getting me anywhere. Mm-hmm. It was not productive. And so I decided to abandon why and focus on what now. Wow. That is, that's beautiful. That I think that's going to be a great answer for a lot of people too, who are just questioning God about 
their childlessness or what's happening to them, what they're dealing with now. Mm -hmm. um, it's a journey. It's a journey, whether it's journeying through what happened in your family, Valerie, or journeying through the childlessness or whatever other crisis someone may be dealing with today. Um, it's all a journey and you can't be rushed and you have to think your way through through it. Some of us are thinkers, some of us are doers, and we have to do whatever it is we have to do through it or think through it and uh, just not rush ourselves or allow ourselves to be rushed through right. the process. That's right. Yeah. And I, I've talked more in detail in the past about the cycles of grief and things like mm -hmm. that. And certainly um, what your audience is experiencing is a loss. Mm -hmm. And so you go through the same cycles as someone who's experienced like myself, you know, someone who was, you know, a parent or friend or whatever, who's, who's died. Um, and my, my hope and my prayer is just that, that each of you can focus on what now. Mm. I love that. Focus on what now. Mm -hmm. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I love that. So, um, well, as we wrap things up here, is there anything else that you, you want to make sure that the listeners hear or know about you, about your journey, about Arbonne, anything else before we wrap it up? No, I think that it, uh, we've really gone over everything. And um, like I said, you know, I, I just hope that all, all of you can thrive no matter what life, you know, situation happens, no matter what, um, you know, things are thrown at you. And it's absolutely my honor and a privilege to combine my life experience with my social work background and to be your trusted authority on how to put these things into practice in your life. Mm -hmm. And I just feel tremendously blessed to be able to share this and hopefully inspire the hearts of people around the world um, to, to just keep on, you know, keep on going. <laughs> so yeah, that, well, that's appreciated. And we're, we're happy that you're here and you can talk to us about this. And I know, um, um, listeners, everyone listening, you can hear the light in, in Valerie's voice and you can, you can just hear her beautiful personality and it's real. And you can, I know you can tell. And so, um, she is really how she sounds and who she is. So, Thank you so much for being here, Valerie. Just tell us, as I said, your contact information is in the show notes, but just verbalize it for us so that we can hear it. Sure. So the best way to reach me um, would be through email. So Valerie at ValerieZollinger.com. I'd love to connect with you um, and answer any questions that you have about my journey um, or, you know, how I can support you through my current business. And um, also, you can go to ValerieZollinger.com and grab my tips, uh, 10 ways to improve mood and increase energy naturally. Um, so you certainly, I would love for you to do that, my free 10 tips. And those are the best ways to get in touch with me. I would love to connect with you and continue, continue the conversation. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Valerie. And um, I will talk to you soon. My um, listeners, keep in mind that um, check out her 10 tips, please. Check out Valerie's 10 tips on her website. The contact information is in the show notes. Of course, my contact information is always in the show notes. Please check out the show notes. I put a lot of information there 
links to different stories on um, on people dealing with childlessness around the world, articles. So please check out the show notes when you're listening to the, the podcast episodes. It's totally for you. It's all been done for you. Everything I do is for you. You guys know that. So please check out the show notes. Thanks for listening to this um, interview with Valerie Zollinger. Thank you, Valerie, for your time today and have a great one. Bye, everybody.